Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. <laughs> what's up, man? Hey, yo, what's, yo, up? what's going on, yo? Sick and tired of 5 running up on the block, you know what I'm saying? Yo, Snow, they came around looking for you the other day. Word, word, bust it. North South Connection, welcome in to the most extreme and violence you'll ever experience here on the Extreme Three-Way Dance. JT, Jenny, and Matt Souza here to talk. The legend of ECW with all of you. How are you guys all doing? Legendary. Wow. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, le- legendarily extreme, you might say. There you go. Yeah. Legendary is a man called Chaz. Who's that? I'm guessing. Uh, it's Ch- Chaz Legendary. <laughs> Someone that's one letter off? Chaz Legendary, I think, was his name. Anyway, it's a big night for us, and so we're not going to let Chaz throw us off our game. We are here talking Wrestlepalooza 1998. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on the build to this over the last couple episodes. Uh, it's... Was it our fourth pay-per-view? Fifth pay-per-view? What are, how many pay-per-views do we have? Fifth? We had the uh, first one. Eight. Five. Five, right? Yeah. Sure. We had uh, Barely Legal. I'm missing one in the middle. Hardcore Heaven? Right. From Fort Lauderdale, your favorite place. And then what was the um, November to Remember? Yeah. Living Dangerously. Mm-hmm. Russell Right. Well done. Here we are. You should have a podcast. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, talking to ECW. Um, <laughs> what an idea. Fuck, extreme. Speaking of extreme, we're extremely on YouTube here on this channel. Uh, you can check us out, subscribe, leave a comment, or if you're the audio file type, you can listen on any podcast application by searching North South Connection as well. And everything we have is at NorthSouthConnection.com. Yeah. Anyway. Well done. May 3rd, 1998 mm-hmm. is Russell Palooza from the Cobb County Civic Center in Marietta, Georgia. Speaking of Chaz's and big boss men. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken a trip to Cobb County, Georgia? I didn't, but I heard if you do, you got to respect the law and order. Right. You do. Right. Could be hard, serving some. Otherwise, you'll be have some hard times. Yeah. 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 I've been to the Marietta Diner. That's very mm-hmm. good. They have ginormous cakes. That sounds all right. Yeah, I would recommend it. Mm. Okay. Well, let's go for Russellpalooza. Mm-hmm. All right. Joey Styles in the ring. He welcomes us into the Cobb County Civic Center where the crowd is revved up. They are ready to rock. We get our opening animation into our first match of the night. And if it's the first match of the night, you know it's featuring at least one team. Mm-hmm. 
bring my Italian flag headband. I should have. Yeah, you should have. What are you thinking? Regrets. Big time regrets. Mm -hmm. All right. Brings us to our Italian lesson of the week right out of the gate here tonight. Avare la faxia come il culo. Jesus Christ, you're going to have to say no. that again. <laughs> Look, you had an easy one last episode. So no, I'll reject that week. word. Avare <laughs> la faxia come il culo. No, man. What does it mean? Literally means to have one's face like an ass. <laughs> to be an ass face. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> It's a lot of work. That, <laughs> for ass face. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're an I mean, Italian, but... you don't know any better. You just have to say that. Yeah. Well, they don't know ass face. They just have to say whatever they say. It means have a face like an ass. So we know culo means ass. We've, we've covered we do, that. We do mean do we? that. Yeah. yeah, we've covered that one. That is a word in the past. Right. You definitely remember all these. We're going to have a quiz someday Absolutely. on all oh, of them. Boy. <laughs> See how, how you do. Spell that. Yeah. I can read good. them all and make you tell me what they stand for. Yeah. A bunch of coolos. <laughs> save, it, save it for, like, the end of our run so I can study, you know, go back and listen. We're never ending. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Chaz tells us that. We're going to relaunch ECW. <laughs> Keep, keep doing the pod. We're going to have Michael Cook and Grooney on to take us. Mm-hmm. I'm glad y'all are silly. I'm glad y'all are silly for this show because I was not going to want to take this shit serious. That's why you're, you're silly, Jenny, because you're silly. Yeah, true. Right, Chaz Christ. tells us the Marietta Diner is uh, two miles from Cobb County Civic Center and not 4,500 miles like <laughs> uh, Seattle to Miami. Anchorage. Anchorage, wherever we're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Yes, the FBI is taking on the BWO, the Blue Meanie, and Nova. FBI dance out to get us going. The usual crew, Tommy Rich, Smothers, and Guido. Meanie and Nova rumble out, keeping this feud rolling. Joey says, Meanie and Nova have been waiting in the locker room for two years, hoping for a chance to prove what they can do. That seems like a lot. I mean, they have. Really, a year ago, they were like the top. I know it was mainly Stevie, but they were like the top faction in ECW. So I think one year would have been sufficient to. Say they've been waiting because it's been about a year now since Stevie <clears throat> Stevie was hurt and left. So I'll say one year. Uh, Rich shit talks to the crowd. We get things going. Guido and Nova start off. The crowd's all over the FBI. Guido controls on the mat. Nova pops up and drop kicks him for two. Nova gets an atomic drop at a spin wheel kick. Smothers comes in. Nova's all over him. Wipes up both guys. Meanie tags into a pop. Guido goes to tag, but Smothers wants no part of it. Rich demands Meanie give Smothers a rematch of their dance off. So Smothers gets in the ring. The music fires up. He does his routine. Meanie then goes to his dancing to a big pop. Meanie tells Finnegan, John Finnegan, they're free to dance. He obliges, but Smothers attacks Meanie as that's happening. Guido comes in. The FBI stooge around. Meanie sticks and moves. Smothers staggers around. We get end up getting Finnegan slamming both FBI members and covers Guido for more shenanigans. Nova comes flying in with a missile dropkick. He knocks Smothers to the floor, throws Guido into him. He heads up top, and it's a really cool-looking corkscrew dive to the floor. That gets a big pop. Rich attacks Nova, crotches him on the railing. Smothers throws him back inside where the FBI double team. They control Nova, picking him up, uh, picking up some near falls along the way. Nova fires back up. Smothers cuts him off with a sidekick. Guido comes in and takes too long to climb the ropes. Nova is able to take him off with a seated inverted powerbomb. Smothers and Meanie both get tags. Meanie cleans house, goes up top, swats down the Don, but he misses the moonsault. Don throws Guido the flag, uses it on Meanie, but Nova hits the Nova cane and the BWO get the win. Pretty fine opener to get the crowd engaged, the card up and running, the usual stuff from ECW. I, I think, too, maybe they were using this to get the technical aspect of it, maybe. It's on point and set up. I think it was, you know, kind of fill some time and make sure that uh, everything's good for the rest of the night. More comedy than usual, but it fits. A lot of stooging and nonsense. We get some big Nova spots, and it seems like he's got some potential, maybe, to do something else beyond this. So, Matt went two and a half on our opener. Standard ECW pay-per-view opener. That doesn't mean a ton, but kind of gets some guys some time. Yeah, I'm right there with you, two and a half on this. Uh, just a fun opener, and it's two teams that the crowd likes, so it makes sense you know, that the crowd would enjoy this. A lot of comedy spots, like you said, but I think all the comedy worked really well. With the referee doing the slam, uh, slamming these guy, uh, the guys and the uh, the dance-off, I thought was all pretty fun yeah. stuff. Uh, the heat segment on Nova, I thought was really well done, too, and uh, you know, a big win for uh, Meany and Nova. You know, uh, perhaps a renewed push coming. Maybe this is uh, the start of something for them. Maybe they're going to, I don't know if they're ever going to challenge for the tag titles or something, but like they should be on a pay-per-view. The crowd likes them. So yeah, two and a half for me, Jenny. It's a clean sweep, uh, two and a half. 
I I like this. I thought it was really fun. I like the mm. dance off <laughs> and making the ref do it too. I'm sure um, they were doing this all around the, the Oh league. yeah. hundred um, percent. I mean this is probably on every house show at this point. Yeah. It really just looks joyful, you know, and you don't get that a lot <laughs> in ECW like <laughs> in this way. And Nova, he was wrestling, y'all. He was doing all kinds of shit. I feel like He's been using his time in the locker room one or two years uh, to, to like kind of soak in a lot of stuff. Seems like he's learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed watching Nova. And um, I, I want to talk about the Civic Center real quick. What do y'all think about the look of this and the sound of it? Because I thought Joey sounded weird to the point where I was like, that's Joey, right? Before he started saying Joey things. A little bit. Um but I actually think it's one of the better looking pay-per-view locations we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the crowd is like mics better than most other ones yes. we've had too. So yeah. I feel like it's, we're making progress there. It's a big crowd too, because I was like, yeah. look, this is a little town in Georgia and mm-hmm. I know it's close to Atlanta, but still, and I'm, then I go thinking about ECW fans just infiltrating this small town in Georgia <laughs> and what that was like for them. Um, but I thought it. I thought it was super cool that so many people showed up, mm-hmm. and um, it looked like their biggest crowd that we've seen. I think it was like thirty nine hundred. Yeah. Uh, uh thirty four hundred, twenty nine hundred paid. So yeah, pretty pretty strong crowd. It felt like a building. Holds, but I don't think it's that much. It right. felt like a building that was meant to hold a wrestling show. What a novel that's, concept. That's what I thought too, and very light filled. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, everything was very well lit, so that's different. But I actually, ended up really liking it. Yeah, I mean, ECW Arena holds 1,300, so it's like double their usual right. spot. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you think uh, Jay Sully was back when you heard the voice? I didn't know, man. I was like, Joey sounds weird. Or who's the other guy we had? Um, um, Scoop something or whatever his name was. Uh, remember, like, early on when Joey yeah. had the contract dispute? We never saw him. It was like Scoop something or whatever. He was, uh, I can't think of his name now. Yeah, we yeah. had him for, like, two months. We, you never saw him. We only heard him mm. calling, the, calling the action. Yeah, that was weird. All right, we got a hype video for our next match, which is Mikey Whiprack taking on Just Incredible. This heated feud comes to a head here. Mikey looking to finally put Credible away after all the assaults. Credible, Jason, and Chastity are out. Joey says the big boss man works close to here, and he could deal with Jason. Mikey comes out to a pop. He charges right at Credible as we get right into things. Mikey hits a spear, unloads a flurry, and sends Credible to the floor. Mikey follows out and slugs away, shooting Credible to the railing, uh, and they go hard into the crowd in an ugly bump. Mikey pummels Credible in the crowd, spikes him into the railing with a Russian leg sweep. We head back outside uh, to ringside where Mikey sets up Credible on the apron. Credible blocks and sends Mikey flying into the railing. Credible shoots Mikey in the ring. As Joey says, many may believe Steve Austin got the stunner idea for Mikey when he was in ECW. (laughs) Maybe. Back in the ring, Credible grabs a chair from Jason. He spikes Mikey into it. Credible powerbombs Mikey on the chair for two. Slowly works over Mikey as the crowd is all over him with Aldo Montoya chants. Credible ducks his head on a whip, and Mikey has a low blow. He tries a whippersnapper, but Credible counters through inverted DDT. Credible knocks Mikey outside. Jason attacks with a backbreaker, puts Mikey on a table. Mikey fights off Jason, throws a chair at Credible that bounces it to some young fans, and then scales the railing and deadlift suplexes Credible off the railing through the, oh. crowd, through the table in a very impressive spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, back inside, both have chairs. Mikey wins the battle, smashes his chair to credible's face mikey gets a neck breaker for two he sets up the chair on the top rope slingshots credible into it for two mikey loads credible up top he has a frank and mikey for two gets a whippersnapper but jason comes in mikey gets jason with the whippersnapper in comes chastity mikey puts her on the top rope she and it's a super whippersnapper credible grabs a chair but mikey blocks however credible overpowers and finishes him with a that's incredible on the chair to win the match and ostensibly likely the feud Super fun overall. These guys have some great chemistry. The story helped a lot too, as did the crowd. It was an effortless smoothness to their work. The suplex of the table was sick, and the finishing sequence was hot. Credible winning was the right call. A uh, really good battle to close out the feud. Time for Credible to maybe move up a level. Uh, nice to see Mikey in this feud overall, even though he's been injured like three times during it. <laughs> so it took a little longer, but uh, Jenny went three and a quarter. I like this. I mean, I did three and a half because I like the match. I, I just don't I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking tired of Mikey losing. Um, it's his role. We only see him losing uh, to only just incredible. He's not wrestling anybody else um, or doing anything else. And 
I really hate credible. Usually I'm a heel girl. Um, I don't know. But <sighs> the superplex off the guardrail onto the table was awesome. And Chastity took that fucking whippersnapper. Chad, I think it's Chastity. Chastity. Chad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the finish just fucking pissed me off. I, I don't know. I, I think I you're, ding I think it you're uh, getting the same read that a lot of folks were having at this time. Incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, little, little heavy yeah. handed with yeah. the push. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, I, I just, I'm ready to move on from this. Like I, I'm good. No more matches with them. I mean, they're good together, but I just can't watch it again. Maddie. Yeah, I mean, I, I went three and a half on it. It, it feels like I, I enjoyed the match, but it definitely feels like we're ready for both guys to move on now. You know, my, my both Mikey and Credible. Like, Credible needs to take a next step. Who that is, I don't know. But well, it's, the, the feud feels longer too because it's it's been going for a while. But because of the Mikey injury, right? It was like dragged out even more. Mm-hmm. Maybe it should have ended at Living Dangerously. You know, right? Maybe right. he should have stopped wrestling when he got injured, <laughs> and then maybe he could have. Well, there is that too. <laughs> There is that, but yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this match. It felt like a fight, which is what it should have been. Just a super fun sprint. Mikey sprinting to the ring, just starting things off uh, super hot. Uh, great intensity throughout. It's a quick match, too. Like, it's 10 minutes, so they get in, they do their thing, they get out. Just, it's it's a super fun match. Uh, Chastity, uh, that super whippersnapper was nasty looking, so just a really good heated brawl. I, I like this a lot. I was surprised, honestly, at how much I enjoyed this. So, uh, yeah, three and a half for me. I wonder if they tried to get Big Boss Man. Because <laughs> I don't doing? know what he was doing yet. I mean, he wasn't back in WWF. That's not till right October. Um, I know he's. I don't know when he leaves WCW. I know he's there. Like, I feel like he's there at the very beginning of '98. But yeah, he might. It might be one of those weird things where he's still there, but he's not. They're not using him. Yeah, because you got to think they gave it a shot at least <laughs> to right. show up in Cobb County. Where would you uh, put him in the show? He could have been like a guest ref, or maybe he just like comes out to help Mikey here. Like he said, that's what I was thinking. Something, something yeah. mm-hmm. right like here that. would have been a good put spot. him with uh, put him with uh, uh, rotten balls. We could have big rotten balls. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, speaking of rotten balls, they interrupt mm-hmm. Joey Styles and yeah, Axel says do. the tag champs have been dodging them and that Candido is pussy whipped and Landstorm doesn't have what it takes. Axel wants to fight right now. He says they beat Candido clean in the arena and they want to take the titles tonight and demand they fire up the music. Um, I, I don't... I don't know. Let's get this over a second. So this brings us to our tag title matches. Rotten Balls taking on Chris Candido and Lance Storm. The champs come out. Candido looks confused, but that's because we get the entrance music gag. So Candido comes out a second time alone. Um, Candido calls for Rotten Balls. They're in the nest. And... They're like backtracking a bit and they keep talking. And Joey says, you got what you wanted. Get down there. And then they finally go. So like, I, I don't know what that was about. Like they almost made it like they were chicken shits. And like, Joey's like, well, you ran your mouth. Now you're going to go fight them. Mm-hmm. But they, they wanted the match and they've been built toward this match. Like, I don't know. It was just, I thought it was just weird the way they went about it. I like, agree. It yeah. Felt off. Like I didn't get what they were going for. I loved Axel's little pre-match promo, but then as it was happening, I, I thought it was good, but then I was like, this is very odd. Like, we don't usually do this sort of thing. And then there was fuckery with them. I'm like, I don't know. It felt like somebody wasn't on the right page. It should have been switched. Yeah. Like, it should have been Lance and Candido. I thought we were going to double turn. I mean, if it wasn't for the triple threat, it would have been maybe feeling that way. Like, I thought they were going to start to twist, like, Axon Ball's maybe heel, like, chicken Mm. shitty a little bit. And, like, you know, Storm and Candido being, like, the hard-fighting champions, but yeah, it was just weird the way they did it. It's almost like maybe they missed a cue and they started to vamp a little bit or something. That's yeah. what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I don't know. It was odd. Uh, all right, the champs come out. Uh, like we said, uh, Joey says they have to reshuffle the card. No reason. Why do they ever have format? So then they play like this wasn't supposed to happen now, but it, that, that's why it was even weirder. Like, all right, you got your right. match. Get down there. Like, <laughs> then they're acting like they weren't ready, even though they wanted it now. I, I don't know. I don't. Um, <laughs> the Rod Balls gets in the ring. <laughs> Candido gets the mic, says he's a fighting champion. Lance is here too. He wants to do the title match properly with ring introductions. Ball takes a swat with the chair. We get the official announcements. We get going with Candido and Axel trading off arm control. They both tag out. Balls works over Storm until Storm dodges the charge and hits a drop kick. 
Lance gets caught low in a leapfrog. Balls tags Axel. They had a modified doomsday device for two. Strong comes back with a spin heel kick. Candido tags himself in as they bicker. Axel grabs control of the arm of Candido. Tags Balls. It goes to a chin lock. Balls comes back with a shoulder block. Overpowers Candido to a flurry of strikes. Balls has Candido off balance, but misses a spin kick and flows to the floor. Candido meets him with a Pescado, but Balls catches him and hot shots him on the railing. And then they sling Storm into him as well. Balls holds the champs, and Axel plows into them with a somersault sent on. Back inside, Axel hits a hard clothesline, but Candido kicks Axel in the back. Storm gets a leg lariat. Candido comes in and tags himself and slings Storm to the floor. Candido hammers away. Storm wants to fight, but the ref keeps him apart. Candido batters Axel and gets a great delayed vertical. Storm tags in, but Axel comes firing back. Storm catches him with a super kick for two. Candido tags in. We get a double team back elbow for two as the champs continue to keep Axel in the soup. Axel pops up with a sunset flip. Clothesline goes to the corner, but Candido stops against the top rope Rana. Axel keeps fighting, gets an air fall on Candido, catches Candido coming off the top, ends up falling into a headbutt into Candido's nuts. Storm <laughs> blocks the tag, but Axel has the double DDT, tags Balls, cleans house of the champs. Balls gets two on a scoop power slam as Candido makes a save. Balls catches Candido on a float over, but out comes Sunny. She slaps Balls. Balls loads her for the Nutcracker Suite. Storm makes a save and checks on Sunny, which pisses off Candido. The champs shoot Axel and Balls into each other. They hit low blows. Axel gets knocked to the floor. Storm hits him with a plancha. Balls hits the Nutcracker Suite on Candido, grabs a chair, but Storm comes in with an awesome springboard drop kick into the chair. He covers, but Candido hits Storm with the chair and then covers and pins Balls to win the match. And Candido and Storm fight all the way to the back. Um... You know, that's, that's pretty fun. It was in line with how energetic the angle's been. Ron Ball's come up short yet again, despite all the dysfunction and the lock that Joey gave us two weeks ago. So this is it. Storm looked awesome the whole match, especially the end. Like, he looked really good. Uh, this is a good use of Sonny, as the Triple Threat always has some tricks up their sleeves. Candido and Storm are so good, they can win despite all the issues. I like this. Not an angle ready to end yet for me. Like, I want to see where it can go even further with these guys, where they come back together, maybe. So I went three stars. I do think we need a... a new team to challenge that. Like, I think, I think mm-hmm. Ron balls are kind of played out at this point a little bit as, as the top team. Like, I just don't think they're believable to win at this level where they're at. So that's why I got to say, Jenny, three stars for me. Why are they not believable? I just don't think they're at the level I that you believe them to I be. Don't know. Ax- Axel's been, God damn it. Axel's been really good and balls is working hard. I don't know. I, I thought it was, I just don't see them beating these two guys. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I would argue they should have won here. Um, I'm not think... ready for a 10, though. I think Candido and Storm have to have something bigger. Like what? I don't know. Not this. Yeah. I... Well, they're bringing in Sunny again for the same old tired shit. So, I mean. Um, She's the ace in the hole. I guess. Hey, no. Um, it's gotten to the point where my favorite part of the Candido match is the delayed uh, vertical suplex so uh, always mark out for that but there were a lot of good double team moves mm. in this um, but fuck the finish I just didn't like it three stars I just like Candido and Storm a lot <laughs> I just think they're really good as a team you know mm. I mean I think they're both very good wrestlers I'm just kind of over them mm. tussling with they're each over other you. over nothing so that's fine yeah, I mean, I, I went three stars on it. I, I enjoyed the match overall. Uh, started started more of a wrestling match than I was expecting. I thought that was really well done. Rotten Balls held their own. It showed that uh, Balls and Axel can kind of hold their own in a different match than they're used to. Like, I thought they were able to keep up with Storm and Candido. It was mo- much more of like a Storm-Candido match than it was a Rotten Balls match, if that makes sense. And mm. I think they were more than able to hold their own in this uh, type of match. I'm kind of with Jenny. I'm kind of over the Lance Storm Candido stuff as a team. Like they're great singles wrestlers, obviously, but as a team, the infighting, I, I always hate the tag team champions thing where they're tag champions that fight with each other. I, I, I enjoyed this at the start, but now it's kind of getting to the point. It's kind of like, all right, let's, if we're going to keep doing it, we got to find a new wrinkle to it. If we're going to keep doing it. So, I mean, I, I went three stars on this match. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, if they could just just find a new thing, you know, just find a new way to be pissed at each other, you know, like then I would be a little bit more on board. Or, or mm-hmm. the opposite. What do you mean? Maybe the love brings them back together. <laughs> All right. Well, the captain and in a threesome with Sunny. Is that what you mean? 
I mean, look, it seems like everybody can work out their issues. I'm saying they could be hot together. It's mm. a point mm -hmm. your sisters may say. They do say that, yeah. Joey's in the ring. He wants to bring out some legends for a special ceremony. He brings out Junkyard Dog, Dick Slater, Masked Superstar, and Bullet Bob Armstrong. They all get huge pops. Nothing comes of it. <laughs> um, Not a thing. Nope. It was a nice moment. Mm -hmm. It was a little it was long. Nice. It was a little long. Yeah, um, it was long. I, I was waiting for an attack. Uh, Shane, maybe, to come run him down. Yeah. Hit Bullet Bob right in his forehead. God, please. Yeah. Somebody take him out. <laughs> what like, you got I, against Bullet Bob? I can't escape him. He's terrible in TNA, and I, I have TNA to deal legend. with him. I know I have to deal with him on ECW. I'm not happy about it. Mm. Well, I think this is it, probably. I hope so. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so I thought there was something coming here. I was I was surprised. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Uh, Joey's in the ring. He's going to bring out a courageous athlete competing with several injuries tonight, an elbow that needs an operation, a fractured cheekbone, a broken bone in the roof of his mouth, and that is the ECW world champion Shane Douglas. Douglas comes out with a big brace on his arm. Shane says he started wrestling when wrestling was a sport, not entertainment. He saw the old generation wrestle with injuries, and today's punks are on guaranteed contracts. They stub a toe and take six months off to still get paid, and that's a bunch of shit. He's in the WF, and there was a time when he was supposed to stretch Shawn Michaels, but he had a bump on his head, and that pussy forfeited the belt instead. He knew the IC title meant shit after that. Down the road at CNN Center, they have a guy named Dick Flair that sucks Bischoff's ass, and he's called out Flair's ass for four years, and he doesn't care if the fans boo. He doesn't like him. Shane runs down his injuries. He says he'll give the match of a lifetime tonight because it could be the last of his career. We'll all witness that someday. The fans will tell the kids and grandkids about watching the greatest champion of all time, no matter what happens. Taz's music fires up. He comes out to a buzz. Taz says Shane wants to be a hero, wrestling hurt. Maybe instead of whining and crying, Shane should admit who busted up his arm and his face and who is the uncrowned world champion. Shane tells a fan to shut, uh, sit down and shut up. Taz says, uh, says Taz doesn't deserve the title. Taz says in Florida, he snaps Shane's scrawny arm. There'll be no main event tonight with Al Snow. Just like that kid in the draft handed the title to Shane, he's not going anywhere until Shane hands him the ECW title. Taz tells Shane to stick his middle finger up his ass. He's here to ruin another pay-per-view. And Shane Douglas. Shane tells Taz to get the fuck out of the way. He wants to go focus on Snow, but Taz doesn't move. Taz knocks Shane down. It's a nasty submission. Shane taps right away. Security gets in the ring, and they dra drag Taz off to booze. Bigelow shows up in the aisle. Him and Taz throw down on our ringside. Joey's back in the booth. He apologizes for the confusion. Francine, Candino, and Bigelow are helping up Shane. He's spitting up blood. Security gets the handcuffed Taz back into the seat of a car. Taz kicks out the window as they drive away. Joey reminds us that Taz didn't get the title shot tonight because Bigelow beat him, and now he's miserable and wants to ruin everything for everybody else. Shane eventually has walked to the back, but he's in bad shape. And overall, at this a hot segment, they did a good job shifting the focus to Taz. But again, like we talked about, that feels marginalizing of snow before the match even begins. We talked about rotten balls, right? Hyped as a lock to beat Candido and Storm. All the odds are in their favor. We're really setting up snow to either win or look like a big time choker because mm -hmm. Douglas is out there with 19 injuries and now Taz mm -hmm. beat the shit out of him again. Snow, I mean, snow couldn't have an easier opponent on paper, right? It's like, yeah, it's Shane Douglas, but he's got, he's broken arm, broken jaw, broken mouth, <laughs> roof of his mouth. Um, Taz has busted him up again, you know, an hour before the match. Like if you can't win now, when you're going to win buddy. Uh, so I don't know if they're doing snow any favors here, unless they're planning to give him the belt. Um, I also thought it was weird that it, it made it seem like Shane was a bit of a face with Joey running down, like naming mm -hmm. all the injuries. And I know in ECW, they're all about like, you know, putting over the product and how tough everyone is and all this other stuff. So it's fine. It, it's like even heels get that treatment in ECW. So it's, it's okay. But again, it felt just a little blurred lines. Yeah. Especially when you add Taz in there, definitely blurs the lines even more. Yeah. So what'd you think, Jenny, the whole thing? Um, Dick Flair sucks Bischoff's ass. It's pretty fucking hilarious. But um, Shane's arm looks so fucked up. And mm -hmm. you're just like, how is he even going to wrestle? Yeah, he's a mess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Taz and his jeans and his belt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and his little tank top was tucked in. Mm -hmm. It was, I, I don't the baggy know. jeans, too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the boots. Boots is like, yeah. It, it, yeah. So I don't know. It, it looks like Taker Taz or something. I don't know. Uh, it's just like I said. Like to me, I need more of the Shane and Snow stuff because mm. 
like we've talked about, they've done some Shango and crazy stuff, but you haven't got shit from Snow, really. Mm -hmm. And there's not much of a story there. So maybe that's why they're doing this, because they have not built up Shane and Snow hardly at all. Story not since the pay-per-view, like where Snow right. beat them in that tag. Yeah. And now it's all been like Shane's going crazy. But yeah, they're not interacting. It's just like no. Snow's a so, nut and Shane's going nuts. So right. like, why why is Shane going nuts? Because they've not even really mm-hmm. done anything with each other. So not that much. So all that feels shaky and then they're adding all this. It's like muddying the waters for me and like it's it's, it's needlessly confusing. Like, I know a lot of ECW now, and it's like, why are you doing all this? Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of shit on the periphery that I probably don't understand, and that's probably what it is. So that's what I'll say. I mean, uh, I enjoyed the segment in a vacuum, but I mean, yeah, it, it makes it makes it look like they're they've already moved past the Al Snow match. I mentioned it on the last episode. It's like it's like they've moved past the Al Snow match, and where uh, Taz and Shane apparently is going to be the main event of this pay per view tonight, you guys. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, but. it just it just kind of takes away a lot of the meaning from the main event. Yeah, and it make it makes it seem like a filler main event. It, yeah. Like if it, 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 it kind of lessens my view of Al Snow honestly. A little bit. Yeah. Cuz like they're kind of treating him like an afterthought. Like mm-hmm. it's just super weird that you're treating your main event of a pay-per-view like that. Like I, I don't understand it. I don't know what the end goal for it is. Like I don't know. Are they angry about Al Snow? Did he piss him off? It's just, it's super weird that all of a sudden Al Snow's the hottest thing coming out of living dangerously. And then since then it's been nothing. I don't think they really ever wanted to do this with Snow. Like, I think he just got so over that they were like, Mm -hmm. we got to get a payday out of it. Um, Yeah. But I think they knew he wasn't long for the world. I think they knew WF was going to come knocking and get him back once he got over with a gimmick. So it's kind of like they kind of got stuck. It's like this guy built up a quick fan base. It's almost like the BWO a little bit where he Mm -hmm. built up this fan base out of nowhere and where the promotion that goes with it. We listen to the fans. So they're taking advantage of him being hot, but Mm -hmm. they know they can't really strap him up because at any moment, he's another guy that's going to be out the door. Right. Like Raven was a year ago. Um, so, like, what are we going to do, right? But so, also, they, uh, I bet part of them thought, well, Shane is kind of wrapped in bubble wrap right now. Hmm. So do we have to put the title on it? Like, they're kind of booked themselves into a corner without yeah. realizing it. It's just it, the timing of it is real rough on there for them, too, besides all the other shit going on. Uh, I liked the mob uh, stuffing Taz uh, <laughs> into the car. Um, that, that was, was good when he kicked cool. the window out. Kicked mm-hmm. the window out. That was pretty badass. All right. To the ring we go for a very random match as New Jack takes on Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, we heard, you know, this was uh, revenge by New Jack for uh, the triple threat beating up Cronus. Bigelow comes out. He's barking at the fans. Joey wonders if the title match will even happen tonight. Natural Born Killers fires up. New Jack is out. He has a bucket of plunder. Bigelow meets him on the way in. He beats him, uh, beats away on him in the corner. New Jack dodges a guitar shot and then smashes Bigelow with a cookie sheet and then pours it out with the weapons, including pulling out an action figure. Bigelow's nuts and hitting it with a golf club. <laughs> a Godzilla Bigelow... action figure. Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah. Bigelow rolls outside in pain. New Jack follows and tries a headbutt but hurts himself. Bigelow grabs a chair. He smacks New Jack twice, but he's still moving slowly from the nut shot. Bigelow throws that chair at New Jack, who's now busted open. He throws New Jack into the crowd. It's a slingshot splash into him. Jack slugs back and takes Bigelow to the back of the building. Bigelow just keeps throwing a flurry of chairs at him. Bigelow throws Jack into some trash cans. He glances up at the balcony. Bigelow misses an avalanche into the railing, and Jack falls back into the bleachers. He slowly climbs the steps as Joey's worried about all his blood loss and how out of it he looks. Bigelow is trying to get his win back as Jack emerges in the balcony, but he looks completely out on his feet as he slowly walks across the catwalk. Bigelow buys some time by looking confused. New Jack grabs a guitar from a fan, slowly steps to the edge of the balcony, and falls off. He smacks Bigelow with the guitar and crashes to the ground. Bigelow is bleeding. He deadlifts New Jack on his shoulder and carries him to the aisle, into the ring. Joey says New Jack likely has friends in the arena. He grew up in Georgia. Bigelow carries his lifeless body and hits a greetings from Allentown for the win. Um, hard hitting from weapon. Allentown. Great, that's, that's, that's all I can think of when I say greetings from Asbury Park. Whoops. Yeah, Mr. Winston. <laughs> Peter Winston was there. He took his lifeless body to the ring. <laughs> uh, he gave him. He gave him head trauma all for away from Walden. Kid. 
Yeah, away from Duxbury. Uh, hard-hitting <laughs> weapons fast with some scary stuff. I mean, New Jack looked completely on autopilot, like yeah. very mm-hmm. slow autopilot. I, I don't know if it was a concussion or the blood loss, but he was definitely fucking out of it um, through the end. It's scary that he knew enough to still step off a balcony like he did, <laughs> and crash to the ground, but um, he's lucky he's with someone that could carry him, you know? Mm-hmm. Big old could hoist him up and carry him to the Literally ground. carry him. Um, I thought Big O feels above this too. Like, I guess mm. you need him on the show, yep. so whatever. Um, it felt a little heavier than the standard weapon stuff, but also worrisome. Um, Big O really had to work to get there. So I went two and a quarter, Matt. Like, I don't know. I'm getting less enthralled with this type of match, and I feel like Big O doesn't need to be in the low level garbage stuff. And there, there wasn't a heated feud to like warrant a big blood match with these two guys either. So it's like, just a reason to get Big O on the card, but just have him come out with Shane later. Like, he didn't need to wrestle. Mm. Uh, so uh, the reason why uh, New Jack looked out of it, and I had to look it up because I was sure, pretty sure it was this match, and I, I looked it up to confirm. Uh, New, New, New Jack has admitted in uh, interviews uh, that uh, he did a little too much cocaine before this match. Oh, okay. So that's and uh, he done blew up early because of it. <laughs> Which is, is which is why he was uh, he was yeah, he sucking, was really out of it. Which is why he was sucking wind about thirty seconds into this match. So yeah, he's if there's an interview out there somewhere, I guess, where he admitted that uh, yeah, a little too much cocaine uh, running through his system, and boy did it show! Because holy hell, uh, look, I went gentleman's two on it for the sheer I can't stop watching it like a car crash novelty of it. But boy, this was real rough. I mean, there's there's parts of it where New Jack is, like you said, he's just out of it. When he finally manages to climb his coked up ass up the top of the stairs yeah. and he just stops at the top of the stairs and he's like, oh, oh God, I, <laughs> I, just, I just need a minute, man. I'm, uh, I yeah, can't like, Bigelow's like looking around all confused. Bigelow's like, looking around time. like, where the fuck is this guy? He's supposed to yeah. jump on me right now. Yeah. Like, this, this yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And then you have Bigelow deadlifting <laughs> His lifeless husk to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. I mean, highly entertaining for all the wrong reasons. So, I mean, I went two stars on it. And Bam Bam looked kind of pissed after the match, too. I don't know if you caught that. He just starts chucking some of the weapons well, at New Jack. I mean, I would be, floor. too, if, like, oh, this 300-pound yeah, coked-up dude just jumped at me from a balcony with no oh, control sure. over his own body. And then I got to carry him to the fucking ring. Right. You take your fucking Godzilla action figure and go get some help. Go uh, fuck yourself. So, yeah. Uh, gentlemen's two uh, for the sheer novelty of it, Jenny. Well, I was going to do two and a quarter, but I think the cocaine usage bumped it up t- to two and a half. Um, I think that's what the song was about that Clapton wrote. Yeah. About this match, right? It's about New Jack. Imagine doing this shit on cocaine like that's. I mean, well, it's I mean, kind of amazing. I know, but like just right. jumping off a balcony, you know, that's a little bit more than what the normal coked out guys do on these shows. But and and where did that fan get a random guitar? You know, I think they just brought that stuff. <laughs> it's like them. Georgia. There's just guitars everywhere. He was going to be the uh, intermission entertainment. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> It, it sure was a thing to watch. So, you know, I'm glad that Bam Bam at least won it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had to win. Like I said, oh, I, yeah. I yeah. there had to be something else I could have done here. I just don't know what it is. I, I just would have had Bigelow come out with Shane um, and just do something with that versus, mm-hmm. like, having him nah, almost I... die against New Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he just feels above this. He just, he just yeah. New Jack and his brawls feel like bottom of the card to me now. Like they used to feel up a little bit more when the gangsters were the tag champs and fighting the eliminators and everything. Like that mm-hmm. felt like the top tier, you know, like Scorpio and uh, Sandman and stuff. But now it's like it just feels like that's so just like you get the FBI opener and then you got like the plunder brawl with them. Mm-hmm. Like that's your opening card stuff. So. It's a very you got to be in the building for it type of gimmick. I think so. Which is fine. Right. I just don't think he needs to be in there with Bigelow at this point, where Bigelow is like, he, Bigelow just beat Taz on the last pay per view, and now right. we get nothing for him. You know, mm-hmm. like it's weird. Yeah, I do hate that. Uh, we get a hype video for our next match, which is the uh, this is a blood feud Tommy Dreamer and Sandman taking on the Dudleys. Uh, just a classic ECW match here. Time for these dudes to cross paths, elevate the Dudleys who've been stuck in neutral. We've been talking about it. Joel Gertner and the Dudleys are all in the ring. We get the usual intro stick cut off quickly by Enter Sandman as the extreme icons head out. Beulah. 
get a very long entrance. Sandman's looking more bloated than usual. Uh, Dreamer licks up beer off Beulah's chest. We start with the all four brawling. Dreamer and Sandman control the strikes to drive the Dudleys to the floor. They follow right out. The brawl continues. A lot of the t- punches and tables and railings. The Dullies end up laying on the guardrail, and Dreamer puts a chair on their head, and Sandman flies off the apron with a leg drop in a pretty cool spot. Back in the ring, Dreamer hits a handman's neckbreaker on Devon. Sandman throws the guardrail on the ring, and the Icons double-team and continue to dominate. Tommy throws Devon into the railing, but Bubba turns the tide and throws Sandman into it to buy some breathing room. Sandman's holding his neck as Tommy checks on him, but the Dullies attack and beat him down. The ring crew comes out with a stretcher. They load up Sandman. Joey's worried, says he shouldn't have ever been in this match. The Dullies continue to double-team with Tommy as Sandman is wheeled to the back. Tommy fights back and gets a superplex on Bubba. The Dullies still swarm and overwhelm him, picking him apart. Dick and Sign Guy help run interference as well as the odds pile up on Tommy. Joey says he should just give it up and live to fight another day. The Dudleys set up a guardrail and crotch Tommy on it, hit him with a concerto that whiffs a little bit. We get some booze despite Joey selling it. Joey wants the match stopped as Tommy crumples to the mat. The Dullies pick up the railing, but Spike comes out to help and drop kicks the railing, then splashes it for two. Spike gets an acid drop on Bubba onto the railing. He's cleared the ring. Spike flies into his brothers with a plancha, gets caught, so Tommy follows and flies into all of them. Tommy puts Devon to the tree of woe, but Sign Guy ties up Tommy, and Dick comes in, hits a total penetration. Spike <laughs> floats out of a Bubba bomb and goes low and then launches off Bubba and Tommy to drop kick Devon with a chair. Dick grabs Spike and hits a swinging neckbreaker out of a torture rack. Beulah comes in and kicks Sign Guy low and DDTs him, but Devon grabs her before she can leave. Spike makes a save. He eats a 3D. Sandman comes back in a neck brace. He cleans house with his cane, destroys Dick with a flurry of shots. Tommy and Sandman crush the Dullies with stereo cane and chair shots and hit a double DDT to win the match. Uh, this, this was good. It felt like a blood feud payoff. The violence is hard-hitting and vicious, even with the botched chair spot. Sandman's a mess. Uh, he comes back and gets his revenge. Good finish and a way to elevate Spike. The Dillies take a loss, but I feel like the violence of this match and the feud helped elevate them anyway, and that's really what they needed. Like, a win here wasn't immaterial, I think, uh, and they can still get their heat back if they keep this up. Uh, it feels like it could go, go on a couple directions. So, Jenny went three and a quarter. Like, this is a pretty good, you know, hard-hitting match. I'm fine with the outcome because Dreamer and Sandman needed to get some comeuppance here, uh, give some comeuppance to Dudleys. And I think the Dudleys benefited just by being in this. I would agree with that. Um, and the good finish, finally, on this show. Um, but I did two and three quarters because the first part was just so fucking slow for me. And mm. it wasn't until Spike came in that I really started enjoying it. Um, so as usual with a Tommy Dreamer match, it's about the run-ins. And um but I mean the Dudleys did look good. Yeah. Um still not my favorites, but there is still some to this probably. But again, it needs another aspect for me, like story wise. Mm-hmm. Besides Sandman in a fucking neck brace again. Um Maddie. Yeah, uh, I'm with Jenny. I went two and three quarters on this. It, it was good, but it was missing something for me, too. Uh, I feel like it kind of lost me a bit. Uh, I mean, it makes sense in the match when Sandman left. Like, I understand why they did the injury angle, but for me, it kind of lost something for me when they started working this basically like it was a handicap match until Spike came out. And I mean, that that botched uh, chair shot stuff was real rough. Like, the crowd rightfully shits all over it. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really rough, but it, it did get good by the end. I thought it was the right kind of chaotic, you know, with Beulah, uh, DDTing Sign Guy, and all that stuff. And I like the finish with the callback to the injury angle. I thought that was that was a well done finish so uh i enjoyed the finish a lot and it was a nice callback but the match was kind of meh for me so i went two and three quarter it was it was just missing something that some other matches that we've seen from dreamer sandman and the dudley's had so a bit disappointing all right we get a hype package for our next match and then a sabu taking on rob van dam for the tv title fonzie's backstage says he will manage both men tonight this way he'll leave with the belt either way so here we go. Our favorite frenemies throw down over the TV title, classic feud and partnership. Fonzie reveals he's managing both guys. Not a shock. We get Jeff Jones as the official. Joey's not happy to see him here. He's been on the take for months. It's still a piece of shit. Sabu is out with Fonzie. Good buzz here. RVD is out next with his TV title, smirking as always. After the intros, we get some feeling out. Initial contact back and forth without any control and a stalemate, playing up how well they know each other. RVD gets a mic and asks, who feels gullible? 
There's no way he's going to fight his best friend and partner like anyone would have done. They put together a plan to raise each other's hands. Sabu looks a little shaky, so Jones gets in RVD's face, and RVD shoves him to the corner, drops down as a base, but instead of a springboard, Sabu punts his partner, and the match starts. That is fine. Maybe a little too cute. <laughs> she just mm. got going. It was mm-hmm. kind of cute, though, yeah. in Maybe a good a RVD way. A little saccharine. Sabu cuts through his offense and knocks RVD to the floor. He meets him with a somersault plancha. Sabu shoots him to the railing. Back inside, sinks into a camel clutch. Sabu floats over a backdrop, but RVD does the same. Sabu drop kicks his knee, and RVD matches it again. RVD hits a corkscrew, blood, corkscrew leg drop for two. Kicks away, hooks a bow and arrow as Fonzie's blowing the whistle. RVD drapes Sabu on the edge of the ring, hits a slingshot leg drop. RVD stomps away back of the ring, hooks a single leg crab. RVD's punishing the leg and sets up a table bridge. Sabu dives into him with a tope. Sabu puts RVD on the table. Joey's looking for clues with Fonzie. Sabu smacks RVD with a chair, sets up a springboard, but RVD rolls off the table into the crowd. Sabu adjusts and springs off the ropes, off the railing into RVD. Back inside, Van Dam goes up top, but Sabu throws a chair in his face, and he flops to the floor. Fonzie's blowing the whistle and does the Sabu point. Sabu and RVD slug it out on the floor as RVD puts Sabu in the railing, throws Fonzie a chair. But as RVD sets up the kick, Fonzie turns away and moves the chair. Fonzie defends himself as RVD shoves him and suplexes Sabu to the railing. Sabu recovers. He puts RVD on the rail. It's an acai moonsault. They both tumble into the fans. Fonzie and Jeff Jones are barking at each other as they head back inside. Sabu spikes a chair on RVD's face, tries a triple jump moonsault, but whiffs. RVD sits Sabu across the top rope, hits a springboard kick to knock him outside. RVD meets him with a great somersault senton. RVD wants some help, but Fonzie won't give it to him. Back of the ring, RVD loads up Sabu, wants a suplex through a table. Sabu blocks, gets an Arabian press. RVD's dangling on the middle rope. Sabu sets up the bridge, throws a chair at RVD, tosses him onto the table. RVD stands up as Sabu springs, leaps off, and DDTs RVD onto it. But the table doesn't break, and they fall to the floor to booze as the crowd is calling him out. Back in the ring, RVD goes back to the knee, heads up top. Sabu throws a chair at him, takes him off with a rana through the busted table. They scrap a bit on the mat, and then RVD botches a slingshot to the bottom rope. You can tell both guys are pretty gassed. RVD resets his leg drop off the top of the chair. Outside, RVD shoots Sabu to the railing, follows with a jump kick, gets crotched on the railing, and ends up split-legged across the corners until Sabu throws a chair at his head and hits a rana. In the ring, RVD gets two on a Van Daminator, two again on a frog splash. Sabu comes back with a triple jump leg drop. RVD answers the monkey flip onto a chair. They continue to go back and forth, but neither can put it away. Sabu is an Arabian face buster, throws a table to the ring, but the leg breaks. RVD kicks him on it. Table collapses to booze. The crowd really rough on these poor guys. <laughs> RVD goes out, gets another table, but Sabu hits him with a chair. RVD whiffs it with a bit, with a, a but kicks Sabu on the table. Crowd booze again. RVD hits Sabu with a chair, heads up top, and it's a frog splash through the table for two. Sabu gets a leaping knee for two as Joey wonders if Jeff Jones is going to screw one of these guys and uh, help Fonzie out. Sabu gets a German for two as we keep going. RVD comes back with a split-legged moonsault for two. Sabu gets an Arabian press as the bell rings for a time-limit draw and a lot more booze. Jones says he'll render a decision and raises both of their hands and says it's a draw. RVD and Sabu argue as Fonzie comes in to keep the peace. All right. Um, it was very good, as usual, with these guys. It was it was very long, but it was not on great. Um, it was not on great. It was not great. It was uh, on par with their past stuff. And all of that stuff should be better when you, when you think about it. Uh, and this really should have been better because they've come so far with their characters and their relationship. Maybe the expectations and the story held them back. But I kept waiting to pace up and fire up, and it didn't get there. Mm. Um, they still did a lot of absurd stuff. The story worked in ways to add drama. The crowd was with them, as always. They just didn't have that spark. Um, maybe it went too long, too, given how gassed they look and missed things late. When it hit, it hit, but it wasn't there enough. It felt like a collection of cool spots. I think these guys are just better friends than enemies. Um, tough finish there, uh, too, as well, given the way things built. Pissing off the crowd. I mean, you could tell, like, Sabu just doesn't lose lose these matches, and RVD is not going to lose the title yet. So they were kind of stuck yet again. Um, a draw shows them as equals, so maybe that that puts them back on the same page. But Jenny went three and a half stars, which I have pretty much equal to their other stuff, uh, which to me again would be a disappointment across the board for all that, all their things. Boy, um, yeah, take a drink. yeah, you should. <laughs> you just read every move that Rob Van Dam yeah. or Sabu has ever right. done in their life because they just <laughs> completely used all of their moves on each other repeatedly. Um, I think maybe they were partying with New Jack. 
and they got a little high, a little mm. too high, mm-hmm. and they got lost in this match. Like they lost the thread of it, mm-hmm. or something happened. Um, maybe better friends and enemies. I don't know because they they do play with that, you know, a lot. So <sighs> fuck a time limit draw. Uh, oh, it's just so infuriating, but. For this match and these wrestlers, maybe that's probably what should have happened. Um, because I can't decide who should have won. So maybe they just couldn't decide. I don't know. Um, Fonzie not helping, but helping. Um, that's... I maybe enjoyed Fonzie a little bit more in this match than I would in a normal match. I don't know why. Uh <sighs> This is, mm, I don't know. I just have a lot of feelings. He was good in the role, like playing the middleman, not wanting to go one way or the other, because if he helped RVD and RVD loses, he's out the title, maybe. Sabu says, fuck off, you know? Right. Um, So I I think he did a good job of playing the middle, just getting these guys through this match. So hopefully Mm -hmm. they can get back to being a team. Was his goal a time limit draw? Like, was that what Fonzie was trying to get? Yeah, I would say so. Just Mm -hmm. trying to escape with these guys not getting hurt. Yeah. Kind of going to a stalemate to see that they're equals. Um, I did three and one quarter stars, um, which sounds crazy. I don't know. I, I, I want to do more, but it was missing something for me, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I, I went lower than both of you. I went three on this. Uh, for me, I think this is comf- comfortably the worst of their matches. <sighs> I, I feel like it, it took all their moves a lot longer to set up. And you said it perfectly, JT. The spots that hit well hit really well, but it was the stuff in between where Mm -hmm. they really lost me. Like it felt to me like they had 20 minutes worth of stuff, but they had 30 minutes to fill, right? It needs to be tighter. Right. Like if this was a 20 minute draw, like I think you're probably talking a much better match. Like it's just real sloppy at points. It's super tentative at points. So, and this is a place where the draw really did bug me. Like mm. if you want to keep building up that RVD and Sabu have tension with each other, why not just ha- have one of them pin the other one? Like that would cause the Sabu doesn't tension. lose. <laughs> I mean, I, I I understand that, but I I just think a, a draw. I don't know if it actually really accomplishes anything here, having a draw with these None two guys. None of this, I think it, this I match didn't accomplish anything. Right. Yeah, and it was just meant to be a... It meant to be like a big match on a pay-per-view to sell the show, right? And right. That, oh, this will be the match of the night, match of the year. Like, you can't miss it. And it's it's in the long line of, like, overhyped stuff that just mm. struggled to meet the expectation. I would have liked it better if RVD and Sabu, like, got fed up with Jeff Jones' shit looked at each other and just beat the shit out of him and left. Like that might've been like a better thing and kind of bring them back together versus the draw. Right. Um, it was fine. This, the chemistry is just weird with these guys. They're yeah. awesome as a team. They're very good opponents, but they're not great opponents. Yeah. They're both kind of car wreck dudes. And like you said, Matt, it was 20 minute match put into a 30 minute package. Like, I mean, they, they struggle, they struggle to hit three and a half in their matches in 96. So right. mm-hmm. and now you're giving them more time and you're expecting it to be better. I don't know. And I mean, they did though because of the story. Obviously. I, th- I right. thought maybe it would be better, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's a weird one, <laughs> but this is where the lack of depth is hurting right now too on the roster. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this show doesn't have Taz wrestling. Right. Bigelow was kind of wasted. Um, you know, I know you like rotten balls, Jenny, but like they're not a team that's going to go long with Candido and Storm. So in a way that's kind of, a little wasted because Candido and Storm are guys that could have maybe ate up a bunch more time. Um, I don't know. It was like Jerry Lynn. Like, like these other guys, they probably got to thrown out to like eat up some right. time and not give this 30, but they wanted it to be a draw. So they were going to go 30. And that's that. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, definitely uh, not the show stealer you hoped. Uh, we're backstage. <laughs> backstage. Shane Douglas says critics will say what he gets tonight. He deserves. He runs through his injuries. Says the doctors advised him not to wrestle 15 years ago. Two young boys entered the sport. Helping to be uh, hoping to be champion, and he fulfilled that dream. And Snow hopes to as well. Destiny and fate may be on Al Snow's side, but Shane is the franchise. He proves time and again he doesn't expect Snow to go easy, but Snow will have to kill him for the title because his destiny is tied to ECW's and forever will be known as a fighting champion and franchise. 
We get a hype package for Douglas versus Snow, and then Al Snow is backstage. He says he's been at this for 16 years, his whole adult life, dedicated to one moment, working toward his time and day in the sun. Years he was held back and frustrated. Fate played against him. He left territories when he should have stayed, hired by a guy that got fired. While Shane and his good looks were Mr. Marketable, he is a talented guy, but Snow believes he's better. He didn't get the breaks. He worked across the country for next to nothing. He's lived in sacrifice for tonight and given up everything for this. It's his night. Everyone will say Snow only won because Shane was hurt, but he beat Shane clean last pay-per-view too. He knows he'll win because Head told him so. And I thought this was a great last promo from Snow. Matt, what did you think of both of these? Where the hell was this Snow promo on the uh, <laughs> right? episodes of uh, Hardcore TV that we've been watching over this the past four months? This should have been on either the go-home or that other preview right. show episode. Yeah. Like, why, why are you saving this for the pay-per-view when people have already bought the show and are watching it? They bought it for you. You don't need to sell people on it. Yeah. They've already bought it. It's just, it's a weird play. I mean, Shane, the Shane promo was really well done. I mean, I feel like every other month at this point, he's saying doctors mm-hmm. have told him not to wrestle, but that's kind of just where he is as a human right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, this Al Snow promo absolutely should have been on TV. Just super weird. I mean, I, I get you wanting to have Al Snow have a promo here, but yeah, when you know, have but- when you haven't seen him yeah. say anything, that's the, the weird part. Three weeks, it's just super weird. But we've had great promos on pay per view before. I mean, they got like Hogan right. Warriors. Like, it, right. I don't think it's crazy to have this here, but mm. he should have been doing this type of stuff. You're right in the weeks exactly. leading up to right. give us something to dig into because the, the build to this match, as we talked about, outside of Snow beating him at Living Dangerously, it's two months ago. Not much else going on. Right. Uh, the performance was good, but it was like a miss for me because. He should have just, I don't need to hear about Al, crazy ass Al Snow being on the road for 16 years, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Shane already said that. Why don't you just be crazy because your gimmick is being crazy? Right, that's what got him so over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I thought it was boring as fuck. That's not what I want to see him do. Why would Shane go crazy over this man? Mm. He ain't even crazy. So, I don't know. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, Stevie's promo from a year ago. Yes. The hurt yes. When he, yeah. yeah. It was very similar to that. Yep. But that yeah. fit a little bit better. This was just pff, fucking wrong. Well, let's see if he pays it off. I mean, he even said, like, if I win, it's because Shane's injured. Everyone, Shane even said everyone thinks Snow's going to win. Joey says it. So it's like there's a lot of pressure on Snow to deliver. Interesting build. Um, parallel spot paths, like we talked about. Massive spot for Snow. Banged up Douglas, handed on a platter. Douglas and Francine are out. Shane's not looking great physically. <laughs> the heads no. are out in the crowd. He looks awful. Mm. Uh, Snow marches down. The heads are bobbing. He's that locked in. That looks the... awesome. Yeah, the yep. crowd is going nuts. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Joey says, no matter what the industry is, this many people have never gotten head together. <laughs> uh, Shane takes the brace off as Joey says this, that's a big mistake. Shane lays the belt down. He talks shit to Snow. We lock up, get into a flurry of strikes. Snow works the bad arm, slugging away and targets it. The fans bang the heads to rally Snow as he works over the champ. He heads up top, but Shane meets him. Snow knocks him back down, but Francine trips up Snow and crotches him and yanks him to the floor. Douglas misses the baseball slide, and Snow gets heated back up. Snow crotches Shane on the post. Shane recovers and shoves him into the railing and regroups. <coughs> Excuse me. Back inside, Shane grabs a chin lock. He hits a neck snap. Shane sets up four chairs, but Snow comes firing away. Shane fends him off with an atomic drop. Snow falls back into the chair as the crowd boos. Shane uh, resets and powerbombs Snow through two remaining chairs. Snow loads up the snowplow, but Candido comes in to block him. Snow slings Candido outside. He uh, bounces off a Bigelow. Shane gets a belly-to-belly for a very close near fall. Snow pushes off Shane, hits Candido and Bigelow with an acai moonsault. The locker room empties out into the aisle because they want to watch the finish of the match. Snow goes up top. He gets a high cross body, but Shane rolls through for two. The wrestlers now pour around the ring as Snow hits a snowplow for a close near fall. Francine gets in the ring and Snow hits a snowplow on her, grabs head and decks Candido. Snow goes up top and tries a sunset flip, but he misses. They stagger back into it and Shane sits down on top of him to win the match. The crowd did not like that finish. They did not like the botch either. Douglas Mm -hmm. and Snow get hoisted up on the shoulders uh, and shake hands as the locker room parades them around in a sea of heads. Odd finish. Uh, the, the match itself was slow. It had some moments. The pay-per-view crowd, I thought, was the best we've had from a pay-per-view crowd outside of Barely yes. Legal. Yes. They, they were on par with a real ECW crowd. But with yep. that came the viciousness of, any, viciousness of any perceived fuck-up, which I thought was a little over the top at times. They were like, I know it's like the thing with ECW, and it's more like a love letter, but like any little slight flaw... They were like all over it, which I thought hurt things a little bit in this case. Um, 
the timing the timing of the match felt off. They did what they could. I think Shane's injuries really fucked things up. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept it tight, especially with that long war before it. So that was good. Uh, Shane escapes. Snow comes up short, which is tough given the spot. Like, if he's going to lose here, you think, like, at least have the triple threat cost him. But then, on the other hand, he's leaving. So no matter how much hype they put on him, and we talked about it, right? They're saying this guy's going to, uh, you know, he has to win. He's a lock to win. Shane's hurt. This is Snow's title to win. By having Shane beat him clean, does the goal that they really wanted, and that is to make Shane look like a megastar by overcoming all these crazy odds and crushing Snow um, because Snow's leaving anyway. So, like, they kind of did it what they should do in this case, given that Snow's not sticking around. Um, we'll see where things go with the world title if Shane really is this injured. Uh, the finish felt flat, and, you know, despite all the wrestlers watching, the crowd was heating up a little bit. I don't know. It felt like a little bit like they're trying to force a classic. And this has happened now a couple times with Douglas. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bigelow. We saw in November, remember, where they were trying to build it like it was this all-timer. Um, just not quite there. So I only went two and three quarters, Jenny. Um, definitely disappointing. But again, like with Shane's injuries, how much can they really do? <laughs> with Shane's injuries and then Snow's leaving, um, well, I'll just win this fucking match. Um, <laughs> I, it just fucking wholly disappointing. And the man shouldn't have even been wrestling because his arm looked like it's about to fucking fall off the whole time. He could barely make it through the match. So it's not like any of this offense is looking good. You know, not, Snow looks good, but he always does. But he just looks stupid in the end. And I don't know. I, definitely the triple threat should have definitely helped more. It would have been way more believable for, for Shane winning this match. Um <sighs> I had like three notes, you know, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it was too calm. Snow's not crazy enough that, you know, it's just my forever, you know, note for all of this. Um, two and three quarters, Matt. Yeah. I, I only went two and a half on it. it. It was a plotting match, but I mean, I, I, I do get it uh, given the fact that Shane is currently being held together by tape and gum, which begs the question, you know, should he even been out there? I'm going to say probably not. Like you said, uh, the roster comes out to watch this. Like, all right, what are we doing? Like, yeah, like you said, no. they're, they're trying to force a classic, like, come on. Like, well, especially the post-match where they're putting on their shoulders. Like, yeah. Like, like, like all right. Fucking... They didn't just have an epic, you know what yeah. I mean? There was just... Like, like it's bread at WrestleMania 10. Like, yeah. come on. Or just an epic clash of Titans. Like, yeah. I get parading Shane a little bit because, okay, this dude just overcame all these injuries to win. I mean, Snow looks like kind of a loser, <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's, he looks like Luger at SummerSlam 93. Like, yeah, he, he looks he, – yeah. this uh, this was the biggest thing that stuck out to me is that Snow looks fucking awful. Between the Taz stuff earlier in the night and then uh, losing to a 50% beaten down broken Shane in the main event in, like, what, 10 minutes or however long this match goes? Like, yeah, I mean, uh, Snow came out of this looking like a, a complete idiot. So it's just – yeah, it didn't fit what the story was either. So, I mean – uh, two and a half for me, and honestly, I I, I could be talked into going lower. So. <laughs> I've I've wondered how many of those people just threw that their heads right in the fucking trash can right. when they left. You know, like Al Snow's <laughs> over. You there's, know, there's no more head. Y'all killed the fucking head. They're no, they still sweeping up styrofoam heads they in Cobb County. Sure. Yeah, I mean, like, um, <sighs> I mean, could they have done a thing where RVD and Sabu don't go? Um. A million minutes. Don't go 30. <laughs> they end. Fonzie blows the whistle and waves them down to stop fighting and tells them, because of Shane's injury, I got you guys into the main event and make it like a four-way match with RVD, Sabu, Shane, and Snow. So maybe RVD, Sabu go like 15. Right. They say, hey, wait, Paul said if you guys stop fighting, I got him to agree if you stop fighting right now, you get a world title match. And then you at least get something. <laughs> But I know the way they built Paul's dick, you guys. Yeah, we got him there, baby. But I know if you're going to like book the way they set up Snow and Douglas, I I think they just wanted to do it. But that might have been one way around it, you know? Yeah. Anything would have been better than what we got here. I'm on board with that. I mean, I probably would have been pissed about that, too. But Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our awards. Uh, best match. I mean, I went RVD Sabu. I had it the highest. 
Yeah. Um, I went uh, Mikey and Credible. Well, I think that's what I went to, even though I hate that match. <laughs> Worst match, I went uh, New Jack and Bigelow. I just did not get yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Best moment, I went with Taz confronting Douglas, and then Sandman and Dreamer getting the revenge at the end on the Dudleys. I thought it was well done. Yeah. It was good. Um, when the old timers came out, it's pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And the opener match. Yeah, the opener was good too. Most 90s, I went uh, Shane's diatribe referencing like Flair <laughs> and Sean and all that. Dick Flair. Uh, we need a most 70s award for the legend ceremony. <laughs> uh, stock Rising, I went Nova. We have all great in that opener. Mikey, yes. who I thought looked great in his match. They yes. lost. Credible, Lance Storm, and Spike Dudley. Spike got a nice bump by being in that match. Yep. Bullet Bob. Bullet Bob. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, falling, I went Rotten Balls. I thought, tough night for them. Um, that promo was weird. And then the match, they bomb. Uh, New Jack's body, not in good shape. No. Um, and then Snow, I thought, just... Well, night. for all the hype and push and main event spot, yeah. he loses clean in like under 10 minutes or whatever, and then parades yeah. around like he just wrestled an hour with Steamboat yeah. in, in New Orleans. Oh, God, he is Lex Luger. I fucking hate him, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final grade, I went six and a half out of 10. I mean, it's still an ECW pay per view. There's still some very good stuff. I like the Dreamer match tag. I like RVD Sabu enough. I like the opener. Mikey Credible is very good. Like, it's still a good pay-per-view. My baseline for ECW mega shows is still high because we saw so many of those arena shows that we had an eight and a half, nine. So a six and a half is low compared to those. Yeah. But, like, to me, this didn't suck. I just wasn't at that level that we hoped for out of these big. And we're at the point now where it's a trend. It's not like we hope for better. Like, none of their pay-per-views have been great. Like, they've to me, have all been in this six to seven range. I'm waiting for that iconic pay-per-view to come. Mm-hmm. Me too. Been waiting for a while. Uh, this had a lot of shit I did not like. I mean, just flat out pissed off about Mikey. Um, RVD Sabu. Uh, it's a five for me. I mean, I, I went five and a half. I mean, it, it's not an actively bad show for me, but it, it's it, it's a consistent show. But the problem is, it's consistently meh. Yeah. And I like I had nothing below two, but I had nothing above three and a half. So it's all like well, like in that range. So yeah, uh, we're waiting for that uh, uh, huge, uh, great ECW pay per view. It hasn't happened yet. Hopefully, it happens soon. All right. Well. We got a little bit before our next one, uh, which will be Heat Wave, so a little ways away. So we're going to have uh, some TV to work our way through in our upcoming episodes, including two weeks from today. We'll be back with three episodes of TV from May of 1998. Uh, yeah, we got six, ten, we got 13 episodes of TV before our next pay-per-view. So a lot to get through before Heat Wave. Um, we'll see when we get there. So subscribe, leave a comment. We appreciate it. All your support here on North South Connection. Sure to follow us on social media. Stay extreme. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna pay my car note until I got high. Say what? Say what? I wasn't gonna gamble on the boat, yeah. but then I got high. Uh, uh, now the tow truck's pulling away, and I know why. why?